Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports, having fun with you here on The Fan at 877-337-6666. Phone lines are open. You can hit me up on Twitter, at L Rubinson. You can also hit me up on threads. I'm going to start to do that as well. Uh, <laughs> Lori Rubinson over there. Connor Green, he's producing. Got some great guests for you. First one up. Coming up at 11, I'm going to be joined by Brian Hoke, Yankees beat writer because the Yankees firing their hitting coach, Dylan Lawson. Of course, that's our top story of the moment. Just happened tonight. Brian Cashman, general manager Brian Cashman, firing a coach in season for the first time in his 25 years with the Yankees. What does that tell us? We'll get into all of that. Second guest up coming up at midnight, Tim Healy from Newsday. He's out there in San Diego, uh, been covering the Mets and their series against the Padres, both the Yankees and Mets. Disappointing games on Sunday and heading into the All-Star break. We had to assess both teams. How would we rate them? at the All-Star break, and where do they go from here? So to talk about both, and what did we learn? You know, the Mets, who went 7-19 and in the month of June, started the month of July 6-0, and and then lost a series to the Padres, another team like them, expensive and disappointing, who's trying to find their way, claw their way, back into a wild card spot. What did we learn or see? What did we learn about the Mets in this series against the Padres? 877-337-6666. We've got the Major League Baseball draft going on live right now. You heard Peter Schwartz with the updates there. Yankees taking a shortstop. The Mets as well. Pick 32, the Mets with pick 32 because they spent so much money <laughs> over uh, the luxury tax threshold, blew every other team's payroll out of the water that they are drafting four picks later than they otherwise would. So the Mets dra- Yankees drafting at 26 overall. Mets, based on their record last season, would have drafted 28. They're picking at 32. The Mets have a second-round pick coming up later in the night. We'll keep you posted on that. Um, You heard 
my friend uh, Pat Boyle talking a little bit about the Knicks. So we can talk a little bit about the Knicks as well. Some of their offseason with uh, the signing this past week. Dante DiVincenzo uh, trading away of... You know, of um, Obi Toppin for the two seconds. We got the beginning of summer league play, so all of that's going on. We got the Damian Lillard, uh, you know, trade rumors flying around the NBA, Knicks, Nets, all of that. So, a lot going on. And then coming up in the one o'clock hour for fun, we'll take a little bit, a little treat for you um, as we head into the All Star break and All Star weekend. A uh, little baseball theme there in the 1 o'clock hour. Going to be joined by um, an author who wrote a book called Tales from the Dugout. A thousand and one humorous, inspirational, wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. So some fun fun stories, fun baseball stories. We'll have those coming up. That'll be in the 1 o'clock hour. He's actually the play-by-play, uh, does play-by-play uh, AAA for the Padres. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that as well. All right. That's the big picture. But the immediate picture right now on us is the Yankees fired their hitting coach, Dylan Lawson. Now, when you look at the stats of the Yankees and Yankee hitters this season, not named Aaron Judge, you certainly can understand why the hitting coach would be fired. Yankees offense has been putrid. Yankees offense without Aaron Judge, I read you through the stats last weekend, last Sunday night. I said the Yankees offense without Aaron Judge is essentially the Kansas City Royals. The Yankees are like the Royals offensively when you take Aaron Judge out of the lineup. That's who they are. That's how bad offensively the Yankees are. And I went through all the stats last week. You know, twenty six. You know, twenty six in, in runs scored. Like since Judge is not in there, without Aaron Judge in this last month, they're one of the five worst offenses in baseball. So putrid. But I have some questions for you. Questions for Brian Cashman and the Yankees. So. Is it the hitting coach's fault that Glaber Torres booted a double play ball today? Yankees are up 4-1. And yes, we can always say one play doesn't turn a game and there's always a chance to come back. And yes, you can make the next pitch. And yes, you can do this and all of that. It was a double play ball that would have gotten the Yankees out of the inning, up 4-1, set up to go to the back of the bullpen, Canely and Holmes ready to go and into the break and the Yankees into the late innings with a 4-1 lead. And Glaber Torres, I know he wants to do well. I'm not saying he's not a nice person. But clearly, somehow, the game speeds up for him in situations and it was so clear on that double play ball, he panicked. Panicked on what, frankly, for most Major League Baseball infielders 
is not a panicky play. We're not talking about, unless I missed something, it wasn't Game 7 of the World Series. This wasn't even Sunday night baseball against the Red Sox. This was a Sunday afternoon at three something, uh, you know, three three o'clock, two something, whatever, a two something, whatever it was. I was watching it live. I didn't time clock it at that point, but three twenty, for lack of a better word, let's call it three o'clock. I, I don't understand. Yes, there's a fast runner. Okay. But if you're a major league player, my goodness. The hitting coach did not make Glaber Torres do that. Was it the hitting coach's fault? I also want to know this. Was it the hitting coach's fault that Aaron Boone decided to take Domingo Herman out of the game after... 74 pitches. Domingo Herman goes six innings, gets into the seventh inning. He's got nine strikeouts. He's only given up one run. That was on a home run. And I understand the guy he gave up the home run to was coming up next. I, I understand this. I'm not an idiot. But if you were going to take Domingo Herman out of the seventh inning so quickly because he walked a guy after 74 pitches because he walked a guy when he's clearly dealing on a day as great stuff. If you were going to take him out after one walk in the seventh, then why have him start the inning? Why bother? Why not actually, and if you were going to use Clark Schmidt, by the way, in this game, bring, bring Schmidt in there then. We're right before the uh, All-Star break. So, fine. That's what you wanted to do. I would have left Herman in. I would have, you know, a walk in the, in the seventh, I would have still left him in. 74 pitches. But you want to take him out? Okay. Bring in Schmidt, let him start the inning, fine. But it's not the hitting coach's fault that Aaron Boone took his starting pitcher, who was very effective, out after one walk in the sixth inning on a day's absolutely dealing nine strikeouts, 74 pitches. Not the hitting coach's fault. Is it the hitting coach's fault that injured players, players that have a history of getting injured, big shock. I know Connor Green is sitting back there. Connor, I hope you're sitting down because I don't want you to be surprised by this, but Giancarlo Stanton spent time this year on the injured list. Does that surprise you? Very shocking to me. Shocking. Shocking, Stunning. I tell you. Stunning. Injured players tend to get injured. So I don't want to hear that it's like bad luck. Sometimes 
bad luck is Aaron Judge banging into the wall at Dodger Stadium and hurting his toe. That is bad luck. I will give you that. That's bad luck. And that injury, my goodness, I understand he's the best. You know, he and and Otani are, are the two best offensive players in the league. But in in the American League, but guys like Stanton and Bader, Harrison Bader, missing time due to injuries. When we look at their history, is not bad luck. That's just I don't know April or May or June, just a month. Like that, and that's just what happens. Consistently. And I like Bader, the local kid from Riverdale. But been injured a lot. So not surprising if he spends some time injured. And then is it the hitting coach's fault that players who are in their well into their thirties and look fried? And is it his fault that Josh Donaldson looks washed up? Is that the hitting coach's fault? I guess we'll find out when they bring in a new hitting coach. Now, here's what we know. Cashman has said it is down to two candidates, and they are not currently within the organization. Now, the only thing that would make sense here to me is if there's some veteran hitting coach, probably, I'm guessing, an older guy, uh, you know, a a former player. Like, you need one of, you know, one of those older guys who's been around and maybe they're bringing them in between now and the end of the season to see if a different type of voice would reach some of these players. Maybe there's that. Or I guess the other option is a recently retired former player who's available. But that former player type person, and the question is, is this somebody who's going to be interim? Or is this somebody who you're just giving the job to? Now and forevermore, like into next season and until... The next time there's a problem? Because the Yankees' organizational philosophy certainly is, you know, they have moved the way of a much more analytically driven approach as opposed to, you know, more of an old-school player type of approach. So they're going to hire somebody in an interim basis? Or is this guy, whoever it is, going to really get the job? Going forward. I started to look at some names of hitting coaches that I know had gotten let go by other teams or former managers or people like that, but who had hitting coaches, yeah, hitting coach background who might be out there. But uh, everybody that I, I thought of, frankly, was in some capacity with some other team. Um, you know, the Rudy... Yaramillos, you know, guys like that, you think, you know, noteworthy, famous hitting coach who got a managerial job, then gets fired. You know, where is he now? And it's like, oh, yeah, he's the Cubs' current hitting coach. Like, you look around, and these guys 
um, are, are someplace. So it be interesting to see. Who do the Yankees get? Um, and what does that tell us in terms of Brian Cashman's mindset? Here's the press release from Cashman. He says, it's been well documented. I have been reluctant in the past to make changes to our coaching staff in the middle of a season. Okay, end quote there for a second. This is me editorializing. Reluctant as in, I have never done it in 25 years. (laughs) That is more than reluctance. That means you don't do it. All right, here's his next sentence. Cashman says, I am a big believer that successes and failures are are collective efforts. However, I ultimately felt that a change was needed and that a new voice overseeing our hitting operations would give us the best chance to perform closer to our capabilities as we move forward into the second half of our season. End quote there. What does that tell you? Perform closer to our capabilities. That means... The players that I put on the roster are much better than this and should be better than this, and I don't want all of you Yankee fans blaming me. So, yes, I'm throwing the, I am blaming and scapegoating the hitting coach. I am throwing him under the bus. And then, of course, I'm going to wish him well. Cashman goes on, I want to thank Dylan for all his efforts. He has a bright baseball mind that will continue to lead to a long and fruitful baseball career. He probably does have a bright baseball mind from everything that we've heard. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Kind of guy who will get a job, uh, young, smart, and about, you know, analytically driven. He will get a job in minutes, you know, as, as soon as he wants with some other team. And he will be back, likely, as a hitting coach um, and have a successful career. But something stinks with the Yankees' offense besides Aaron Judge. And I will say, in terms of Dylan Lawson, in terms of the Yankees, in terms of their approach, I do get, while there's plenty that's wrong and that you can blame Cashman for the team he assembled, it does make the hitting coach look bad. We can make all the chicken parm jokes we want in the world, but when it's the Yankees' double-A catcher, Anthony Volpe, buddy, who diagnoses something in his swing mechanics and and adjusts it, and not the Yankees' major league hitting coach staff, and maybe they said something similar. Who knows? But it obviously did not break through. If they observed it, if they pointed it out, they didn't break through with the kid. His buddy did. So somehow communications and messages have to be different. And we'll see. Can they break through and somehow, I don't know, do they have the uh, Fountain of Youth potion for DJ LeMayhew and Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton? Maybe. I don't know. But right now, the Yankees are, are, are a tough watch. How much of that is the fault of the hitting coach? 877-337-6666. Quick break. Back with your calls. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.